Each year, Center for Arizona Policy hosts our friends and colleagues from Iowa's Family Leader for dinner. Bob Vanderplatz, president of the Family Leader, joined CAP President Kathy Herod for an insightful conversation into faith, politics, and elections. Let's join them now. So, Iowa, I've got with me today Bob Vanderplatz, the CEO and president of the Family Leader. Um, really, Iowa's where it's at. It's a presidential election coming. Bob, I've, I've set off, and if, if there's anything going on in Iowa, you see any news report, I think, what, recent days I've seen you on CBS News, on CNN, Iowa caucuses are already in the news, and you're gonna, we're going to see you in so many interviews, I know, over the next, what, 10 months. But first, um, what, what is the mystique about the Iowa caucuses, and how does it, why is it so important? I, I think the mystique of the Iowa caucuses, to go back in history a little bit, is that there's this little-known candidate named Jimmy Carter. And he had no chance. And he just, everybody was bypassing Iowa, but he heard Iowa had a caucus before the primaries. So he just went to Iowa and he kept working Iowa, kept working Iowa, kept And Iowa launched him as their caucus winner and the rest is kind of history. So after Jimmy Carter did that, everybody started paying attention to the Iowa caucuses, which really elevated its status. And so um, I think what's the mystique about it though, it's retail politics. Uh, Iowans are not easily enamored. Uh, and so they want to shake your hand. They want to look you in the eye. They want to ask you frank questions. They expect honest answers. They're Iowa nice, but they don't give their supporter endorsement very quickly. Uh, they make you earn it. You can't buy this through a TV commercial because if it's just about money, also in New York and LA, you know, the coast are going to determine who your nominee is going to be. And so we believe there's a lot of value to the Iowa caucuses to launch people. Quite frankly, uh, Barack Obama never would have been president. Hillary Clinton would have been, uh, had it not been for the Iowa caucuses. Nobody would really know Mike Huckabee or Huckleberry unless the Iowa caucuses launched him. Rick Santorum, same thing. Uh, Ted Cruz, same type of thing. Donald Trump was supposed to beat him. So the caucuses make people earn it. And that's what we're, we're all about. I recall being at a, a one of the popular breakfast places in Des Moines and seeing one of the potential presidential candidates come through, shaking hands and, and meeting with the group. And um, boy, that is retail politics at its finest, that if you don't do that in Iowa, you're toast. Yeah, you are toast. As a matter of fact, um, uh, Governor DeSantis and I just visited not that long ago in Florida, and he was asking me about Iowa. Now, here's a guy who's governor of Florida, is doing a great job, a lot of national attention. Wherever he goes, he's going to get big crowds. And I told him, just don't skip the small things. If you don't, if you don't skip the small things, it's going to work out well for you. If you get overly consulted and you only want to come in for the big rallies, Iowans won't want to appreciate that. So you still need to do the little things to make it. And I think a presidential candidate, this is a time to understand, this is a humbling experience. I mean, I was... I was at events with Donald Trump when we couldn't get 80 people in a room, okay? There was no rope lines. Uh, I remember Huckabee at a pizza ranch, and there's three others there, and they were having free pizza. There's only three people who showed up. And one of the guys, Mike Huckabee, said, hi, I'm Mike Huckabee, and I'm running for president. And the Iowan looked back at him and said, president of what? <laughs> so it's just it's a humbling experience, but I think it's a good thing for those guys and women to go through. So you mentioned our former president, Donald Trump. And he seems to be hovering over all the election chatter that's going on already. Is Iowa Trump territory or is it Trump fatigue? I think it's I think it's Trump fatigue, but they'll be fair to Trump as well. I mean, what the, does Trump fatigue mean? That meaning that they, there's a lot of them who really still like the president. They like what he did. They like what the Trump administration did. 
they're not so sure he's the one to carry the baton in 2024. And so Iowans are open. Uh, for a good example, there, Terry Branstad, former governor of Iowa, former ambassador to China under Donald Trump, has said he's remaining neutral. He's going to have an open hand to all these candidates. Governor Kim Reynolds, open hand to all these candidates. And what you're seeing from the base and even from the poll numbers, Trump's support is eroding in Iowa. It's very clear. DeSantis's numbers are you know skyrocketing. And that's good news about DeSantis, but it doesn't just say something about DeSantis. It says something about Iowans' appetite for somebody other than the former president. And I believe, um, uh, so I, as I told a national news source just recently, I said, if Trump were to win in Iowa, I think it's going to be awfully hard to, for anybody to stop him. However, if somebody else beats him in Iowa, I think it's going to be game on to the nomination. I've seen one quote from you where you said that this election should be about a vision for the future rather than a debate about the past. Is that the nice way of saying it's time to move on from our former president? Yeah, and I've been <laughs> I've been quoted in other ones about Bob Seger's time to turn the page. Uh, and time to turn the page is um, I do believe Americans are looking to the next generational leader. Uh, on most board of directors, when you hit 72, it's a mandatory retirement. Uh, now we have Joe Biden and President Trump, you know, well into their 70s. And I don't think anybody wants to hear about the 2020 election anymore, about was it stolen, wasn't it stolen. Not that it doesn't matter, but that's, that's not the vision. They want to know how you're going to unite a country. How are you going to deal with this international climate that we have today with Putin and Ukraine and, and a China that looks like they're coming out of control, a, a nuclear North Korea, those type of things. But you can do domestic policy. Every time we pull up to the gas pump stage, now it's over four bucks a gallon here in Arizona. And, and the grocery shelves and people at work and you have rising inflation and interest rates. What are you going to do domestically as well? What is the vision that we would be comfortable to say we're going to put our head to the pillow at night? But I think the other thing, I said this in Jerusalem in 2019 when I was asked, what's President Trump's biggest hurdle? And I told him, I said, I've not met a parent yet or a grandparent yet who points to him and says, grow up to be like him. I think America is really hungry to have a president where they can show their children and grandchildren grow up to be like this one. And the first presidential debate in 2020 was when we all cringed because of sure. that very you know, would you want to sit and watch a presidential debate with your child, mm -hmm. um, with Donald Trump against Joe Biden in that, that debate? Well, you're in a unique position because all these candidates come to meet with you one-on-one. -on -one. And so you've had some interesting meetings recently. There's, you've mentioned Governor DeSantis and the incredible job he's doing in Florida. But what about this Vivek Ramaswamy, <laughs> if I'm even saying his name right? Vivek. Vivek um, yeah. Ramaswamy. I've heard him speak in person twice. Mm -hmm. A brilliant, what, 38-year-old? Yeah, I believe 37, but you're 37, right. 37, yeah. um, billionaire, um, self-made entrepreneur. Tell us about Vivek, and what, what's his role in running for president? Well, very interesting. Uh, so I get an email out of the blue that this guy, Vivek Ramaswamy, wants to meet with me. He's going to be in Des Moines, wants to meet me in my offices. He's speaking in Des Moines. I have no idea who he is, but I accepted the meeting because I respect the guy who wanted to set up the meeting. On my way in the office that day, I was on the phone with Aaron Bear, a peer of ours, and I said to Aaron, out of the blue, I said, hey, do you know a guy by name Vivek? And I couldn't even pronounce his last name. And Aaron goes, oh, my, he's from Ohio. He's from Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> and so we met, and Vivek and I had a great conversation. And I went home and I told Darla, I said, there's very few people you meet that you go, they're very rare. Vivek is very rare. He's bright. 
He's brilliant. He's articulate. He has a way to communicate things that a lot of people don't. He's well positioned to take on the wokeness because of him being from an India background, his parents being first generation immigrants. Uh, also take on religious liberty from his background being a Hindu. So it's just not these white Christians who are telling. And he appeals to the young people, our boys. You know, they they are really watching Vivek. But I've seen my father-in-law and others, people who are now in their 80s, going, he's saying stuff that needs to be said. He's not, he, he's not backing down. And he hits the culture as far as what's wrong with the culture and what needs to happen in a way that I, there aren't many out there. I mean, certainly Governor DeSantis is doing that. And, you know, his my favorite line of his, that woke, um, Florida is where woke goes to die. Yeah. Um, and that that's going all over the place. But then Vivek is just, he gets up and gives a 30-minute talk, and you're just, it, you're listening to every word. Yeah. He is going to be so good for the debate. Now, what, what happens to him? First of all, I wouldn't underestimate him. And I've told the media that. Do not underestimate him. This guy's exceptionally successful. He's well-resourced. And he's going to connect with a lot of people. But he's going to be great for the debate. He actually came to Florida when Darla and I were staying in Florida and uh, came to the condo we stay in, and we met for quite a while. But we met for a long time on spiritual warfare. And the guy was just plugged in. to that, And he was saying, it's exactly right. It's exactly where it's at. So anyhow, Vivek's going to be an interesting candidate. Well, and then Nikki Haley was in your state recently. Yeah. Um, Mike Pence has been there, I believe, not too. And then um, I assume Mike Pompeo is there uh, or on yeah. his way there. Yeah. The, the other ones that you want to take a look at, I mean, Mike Pompeo, just love Mike Pompeo. Me too, yeah. Matter of fact, if you talk about, I want to put my head to the pillow at night and not worry about our country, Mike Pompeo is probably your guy. Mm-hmm. Nikki Haley, you know, very talented governor of South Carolina, ambassador to the UN, did a great job. Mike Pence, you have Tim Scott. People keep right. passing over Tim Scott. You have Christine O. She's going to run. You have, um, oh, you mentioned it too, but you know, there's a lot of great candidates. We have a very deep bench and we're going to get a chance on July 14 at our leadership summit to have these guys interviewed to find out, you know, where do they stand on things? I wanted to mention that. So for our listeners, that will be live streamed or be on, I've watched on C-SPAN before, (laughs) but give us the date again. This will be July 14. It's an all day event. It'll run from nine o'clock to five o'clock. And C-SPAN will cover it live again. And so will a lot of other news outlets. News outlets. I want to doubt if Fox News and ABC and others break into this. And it'll be the first major event with all of the major candidates on stage. And it'll be a one-on-one interview. We, we do more worldview interviews. For example, um, George W. Bush didn't know 9-11 was going to happen when he was running for president. So the worldview is, can you predict how he would respond in something like that? Uh, Donald Trump didn't know that a pandemic was going to take place when he was president. Joe Biden didn't know that Putin was going to invade Ukraine when he became president. So we really are looking at what's the worldview? What's the makeup? We don't want stump speech answers. I mean, I'm glad that Florida is where woke goes to die. Okay. We but don't now, want to hear that. Yeah, this, now we want to yeah, talk this. more foundational stuff. And people leave those summits, and they are very honored, and they're very blessed, and they're, they're very exceptionally insightful as you're making that decision. Well, I will be there in person for sure. (laughs) Thank you. I've already made my reservations um, to to be there in person this year. And I would encourage listeners, 
don't um, prejudge or uh, you think too much about the presidential candidates until you have a chance to really listen to them at yeah, something like yeah. the Family Leaders Summit in July. But okay, last question. Is Governor Kim Reynolds going to be at the top of the list for a vice president? She will be. And, she and, should be. Yeah, right? and th- they would be nuts not to. And I, I get asked that a lot, too. And she, she's on everybody's top three list. Uh, and I'm not even sure who the other two are all the time, but she's always up there on the list. She's a mom. She's a grandma. She's accomplished. She's articulate. She's caring. She's authentic. She's somebody that you would point your son or daughter to and say, grow up to be like her. Uh, and she's somebody who... You know, she's had her struggles in life, too, but she's overcome them. And she's very transparent about that. So, um, Kim Reynolds, we hate to lose her as governor of Iowa, but um, she'd be a great vice presidential pick. Well, we in Arizona will be watching Iowa very closely, especially over the next 10 months and tuning into the um, Family Leaders Summit in July. And... um, praying for you guys most of all Thank because you. you are in a very pivotal um, position as far as what happens in 2024 with the presidential election so thanks for joining me thank you and any of your listeners if they want to come to the leadership summit go just go to the familyleader.com get registered or watch it online you'll be blessed amen thank you all right thank you thanks